In many traditional cultures, women aren't allowed to own or inherit property. Losing a husband through death or divorce can be a guarantee of poverty. He snatched away my clothes and traded them for beer. He made life very difficult for me. What it does to divorce, and specifically, it was because he says I couldn't give him a child. Every time the man has got total authority. Hello and welcome to Africa Science Focus, a side of .NET production. I am Sally Amutabi. My name is Memory Alexander and I came from Palombe district. I got married to a man and we were staying together at his home in Brantan. We stayed together for a, for a year and some months before I started having conflicts with his relatives. My husband then told me to go back to my village and promised to call me back when he lent his own house. That time was going without receiving a call from him. He later told me that I could get married because he was no longer interested in me. I was heartbroken. I went to his relatives to discuss the issue but they said they had no problem with me. I was so hard that I thought of committing suicide. But when I thought of my young child, I decided to keep, keep going. I tried to seek advice from my friends, but they never helped. Some were even put the blame on me. We just had Memory Alexander from Malawi speaking of her previous relationship and the impact it had on her mental health. Malawi lacks an approved mental health policy, nor is it referenced to in the general health policy. In fact, there is currently no mental health plan at all. The World Health Organization estimates that psychiatric disorders contribute to 4.3% of the global burden of disease, making it an important and well-recognized issue that requires attention. Reporter Charles Pensilo went in search of those shedding light on mental health, speaking to individuals who have recently filed for divorce, how this life event affected their mental health and how they were able to seek help. There is a significant increase of population in Africa, but the rise comes with social problems as well, including those on mental health. Some have described mental health challenges on the continent as invisible yet devastating. There is also fewer number of mental health professionals and infrastructure, meaning people have little chances of seeking professional help when they need it. This is Charles Penslow, and from Blanta in Malawi, I'll be talking to people who have experienced life issues like divorce and how these affected them. In terms of percentage, it's very difficult to estimate because I don't have data. But uh, based on what we hear, uh, which we can speculate, there have been a lot of uh, divorce recently, if you compare to maybe 10 years before. This is psychologist John Kuyoka. 
Here, he describes the possible reasons responsible for the recent increase in separation. Now I'll start with economical change. If you see the trends of maybe 10 or 20 years, there have been a drastic decrease in terms of our economy performance. And one of the main causes of divorce uh, is financial problem. For example, as a man, culturally, you are expected to provide for the family. But how would you provide it for the family if you don't have money? And then you have issues of expectation. So likely, you, if you had a misunderstanding of what is all about marriage, you are likely to divorce. If you look at how our parents got involved into marriage, they were more of arranged type of marriage. So you'd marry to someone you know, within your communities, within your cultural beliefs. So that uh, makes someone to be at least prepared and able to handle the problems within the, the cultural context. But we see that these cultural issues are no longer important. Uh, whatever culture background, what matters is you like each other, you love each other. So that kind of um, issue where culture is no longer uh, an instrument that facilitates our relationship, our marriage, might have a problem. Why I'm saying might? Because we don't have uh, evidence that maybe I don't have peer-reviewed work that would uh, publicly say that. But based on the trends, that's what we are seeing. Um, Yeah. Malawi's constitution states that women are entitled to a fair disposition of property after a divorce. But due to social norms, separated women or widowers are often prevented from claiming ownership of land. Jafet Banda tells Africa Science Focus how economic hardship led to the end of his marriage and a deterioration in his state of mental health. All right, my name is Jafet Banda. I'm 33 years old. Regarding my divorce with my spouse, it's been some months now after we divorced. During our courtship, everything was going on quite well. We were far apart from each other. Right? She was staying somewhere across to Lilongwe and I was putting up in Planta and then we would just meet here and there. So it was very difficult for us maybe to know some other aspects of the other person. Yeah, because uh, you know, people you know, tend to hide some, some of their true, true colors. But then uh, when we decided to come together, yeah, we had some good, two good months of staying together. And then it, it was a coincidence of me losing my job uh, yeah, where I was working. Jaffet says that his job loss created tension in his marriage. The issues were just escalating now to the extent that uh, we wouldn't talk for a month. Then uh, that's when I said, come on, if this is the way we are to stay, then it's better that we should separate. It was really hard for me. I never felt like I was worthy or maybe I'm not somebody who is capable of loving. And if I'm to get married to another girl, am I not going to face the same thing in future? Those are the things that really uh, feel so bad to me. Jafet relied on the help of his friends to support him during the difficult time immediately after his separation. Connecting with other people can help mental well-being. It builds a sense of belonging and self-worth whilst allowing you to share positive experiences. But sometimes it isn't enough. Jafet told us that he didn't feel confident in approaching a psychologist or a medical professional. To my understanding, mental health is all about having a mind free of stress, 
it's very worrisome to see that many people who are in such situations do not get help. A development which we feel does not contribute towards um, good standards of living. So I think some people are afraid of expressing their problems, are afraid of being stigmatized. Yeah, there are some reasons that people can be refraining from uh, seeking help. Mwai Nyekanyika, who you just heard, sees the stigma where he teaches at Wisdom Private School. Mental health issues include a broad variety of illnesses. This range from anxiety to depression to eating disorders to name but a few. Mwai says that those suffering from mental health fear being stereotyped and discriminated against. In order to remove prejudice concerned with professional mental health care, we return now to John Kuyoka, where he describes the method that psychologists follow when treating their patients. Yeah, for us as psychologists, the model that we use is we believe a client or someone who is going through a problem has his or her own capacity to manage her situation. Yeah, so that's our model because that's what we believe that why people are in problem is because they don't know what they are going through. So what we do is facilitate them to know what they are going through and then make an informed choice. Of course, as with much of Malawi's healthcare, these services are severely under-resourced. Luckily, there are other services available. The Friendship Bench uses volunteers in the community to help provide a free clinic on park-like benches throughout the country, helping to alleviate stigmatization and provide support. Hello, my name is Duncan Majichi. I work for a very well-known mental health organization here in Zimbabwe called the Friendship Bench. So the Friendship Bench was uh, founded in 2006 by Professor Dixon Chibanda as a way of reducing common mental disorders. The mission for the Friendship Bench is to create safe spaces and a sense of belonging in communities. We are guided by our values of empathy and connection. The Friendship Bench was originally introduced to Zimbabwe in 2006. The creator Dixon Chibanda and his army of 400 grandmothers helped over 30,000 individuals in 2017 alone. Now, this groundbreaking mental health program has spread to Malawi and beyond. The Friendship Bench is research-based because we believe that research is our pillar uh, of everything that we do. Uh, we have a team of uh, clinicians who are responsible for training lay health workers, uh, grandmothers, grandfathers. Uh, the trainings are, are done so that they deliver the problem-solving therapy. Yeah, what we call the problem-solving therapy is a component of uh, the bigger picture of uh, the cognitive behavioral therapy. So the problem-solving therapy is trained to lay health workers as a way of task shifting. As you know that here in Africa, there is a lack of mental health specialists and if they are available, they are always busy and a bit more expensive in terms of reach. So the problem-solving therapy is a one-to-one -one talk and after a series of uh, about six sessions, or less, uh, the person is invited to join what we 
might call a support group uh, we term it uh, the cycle of batana tose a sharing of opportunities uh, sharing of experiences of uh, how their lives are going through and uh, income generating projects also which are opportunities that they can engage in but we aren't quite finished yet let's hear from this week's guest caller and see what question she has for us hi africa science focus my name is agnes simeon I listened on blunt tire. I would like to know why these days children are becoming of age than before. It is because of food or there could be other factors. Thank you. After some observation over time, we have observed that looking at the American theory, uh, it could be true. Now, my, my explanation is that there is an interplay between internal and external environment. Internal environment, I'm talking about how hormones are produced. Because it is hormones that, that, that lead into progression of such maturation, such as puberty. Some of the foods, they contain what they call endocrine dysfunction chemicals, called EDCs. These are foods that contain chemicals that affect the production of hormones in the body. So these, they cause the hormones to be produced too early, too fast, or, mm-hmm. or for the axis where these hormones are involved in, in the movement and the transportation and the production to mature too early, too fast. The endocrine disruption chemicals, EDC. This is according to uh, the American theory. But the general consensus uh, in the other side things that they don't really that much evidence. Thank you Agnes and pediatrician Dr. Msekandayen for this week's Q&A. If like Agnes you have a question you can get in touch. Send us a text and we'll have an expert answer it for you. Contact us via WhatsApp on plus +254799042513. You can subscribe to our program, download episodes and leave a review at www.sidev.net. Today's program was produced by Harrison Lewis. The editor was Jacques Parafatoye and the reporter was Charles Pensilo. I'm Sally Amutabi. See you next Wednesday. This program was funded by the European Journalism Center through the European Development Journalism Grant Program with support from the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation.